sitting in studio with me and Andrew right now is a lady that's become a dear friend of mine, dear friend. But we did a show together just Monday, Cats at Night on MLK Day. John wasn't there. It was me, Jenea, and Woody Washington. She's back uh, five days later for the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show. Big star, hip-hop community star, the whole thing. Janae Butler, good morning. How are you? I'm such a great morning today, and it's great to see you. Great to see you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. You are the uh, the founder of the uh, Social Services of Mm Hip-Hop, Hip-Hop Union. Mm -hmm. You and I talk a lot about hip-hop whenever you come out, but I want to go back to MLK, uh, Mm -hmm. which, again, we we did that show together on Monday. You were great. And there was a statue. Right. That came out, somebody made. Mm -hmm. And 20 years from now, they're going to make fun of this thing because, and I hate to use this word so early in the morning, but it's true. It looks like a huge penis. Do you think it looks like? I don't think it looks like a penis. Do you, Andrew? Uh, It It looks a little bit like one to me. It does. And and that's how you look at it. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I just thought it was like abstract. No, no, it looks like a penis. It's very phallic. It's weird. And on an MLK statue... We shouldn't even be having this conversation. Right, right. So what was that all about? Well, I don't know what it was about. I was assuming that the artist was being um, really abstract about it. But who it was, was this artist? It was, um, I don't know who the, exactly who the artist was, but um, I do know the family is very upset about the, the statue. It was supposed to be the Nobel Peace Prize when, Rever- um, uh, I was about to say Reverend Jackson, when Martin Luther King um, was hugging his wife during the Nobel Peace Prize. And so it was a great... Great kind of effort, but it was just the arms kind of wrapped around. The wrapped around. It was just the arm embrace, and there was no head or anything like that. So, uh, you know, and the artist actually said that um, they thought they saw it when it was smaller. So when it was smaller, it actually looked like you know it looked like a different from a different angle. And then when it was huge, (laughs) they're like, okay, maybe this wasn't it. When the artist finally Uh, erected it and it became larger, then you know, then then, that's. There you go. There's the issue. I mean, I, I think the one in D.C. is so oh is beautiful. It's amazing. Really, it's really, like, what, really 30 beautiful. feet in the yeah. air and 300 feet, excuse me. Yeah. And um, amazing. Yeah. So this right here. And then when it's in Boston and then it's abstract in Boston and, you know, like the whole black and white thing going on, it's not really great when it, right. you know, so it's so it gives it a lot of credits to a lot of people um, criticizing. Yeah. What would you think of how uh, everybody handled the MLK thing on Monday? You know, Joe Biden, for example, put on one of the most divisive, angry, hateful speeches you'll ever hear. As always. Yeah, but how does even MLK Day, Joe Biden found a way to screw that up. Well, you know, I've I always feel the Democrats really manipulate the black community. If you've seen Joe Biden and got the meme running around about Joe Biden being the first time in the black church because he's like sitting there and everybody's clapping. (laughs) Let me me remind you that he did refer to young African males with all of his Kamala Harris. I love the blacks. He did refer to young African males two decades ago as Predators. One hundred percent. And then yeah. that doesn't change. You know, and, and I think that's the biggest coup on the black community is that 
the Democrats act when they want to act like that the black people are the greatest thing when they need the vote, but don't help, don't, you know, don't really push in the right direction. They just manipulate the black community. So I always have a problem with that. And I have a problem with like Kamel Harris even inviting the warriors to the White House mm-hmm. and then, you know, just like, oh, yeah, we love you. We love you. Yeah. You know, she we just no need black votes, you know, no, at, at all. At, he at he all. No, Put he everybody no in jail. Thompson was. Yeah. Nobody. She wouldn't take a knee and take a photo, but who could forget back on MLK Day this really rousing and very inspiring rendition, Happy Birthday, which Joe Biden <laughs> sang to MLK's <laughs> The third is wife. Here's a Joe Biden singing Happy Birthday on MLK Day. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing Happy Birthday. You ready? Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Oh, boy. Nailed it. Happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to you. I mean, that's uh, that's really embarrassing. No, Janaya? I mean, come on. It come is. On. 100% of the time. And, again, we overlook it in the black community. And this is something that I fight for is, like, stop overlooking this stuff and demand more. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. to jump into the Republican Party, but you at least have to have some respect from the Democratic Party, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, I, I remember in the Trump White House just the disrespect from the media that Alveda Scott King was being treated with because she actually ended up coming out and supporting some of President Trump's policies. And they looked at her in so many ways as somebody or they tried to paint her in so many ways as somebody who was betraying the black community rather than actually somebody who was saying, you know, this is somebody who's trying to actually see progress and work with the president of the United States on this stuff. I mean, uh, how do you actually cut through what this media narrative is? I know we talk about this in so many ways as Republicans, but as a black Republican, how do you cut through that narrative with that extra layer on top of it? Well, first, as a black woman, Republican, you know, you have to stand through it. So, right. you know, the, the biggest thing that I'm able to do is say, yeah, I'm black. I'm a Republican. I'm allowed to choose mm-hmm. who I what party that I want to be in. And I think that the black community doesn't understand that they're allowed to choose, right. you know, which party just because you're black doesn't mean that you're Democrat. And so what I've been able to do is really, you know, Push through the divisiveness and say, listen, you know, all the things Republican and we've been Republicans far longer than we've been Democrats Mm -hmm. for this, you know, this bulk of time. And so the things that we want, we want the low taxes. Mm -hmm. We want a smaller government. We want all these things. But what happens is we need now the Republican Party kind of to step up and say, yeah, there's a place for you over here, too, because the the black community is really on the fence, Mm -hmm. but they don't know where to go. And then there's that fear mongering amongst the black community, amongst the Democrats that say, you go over there. Right, you're there. the enemy. Yeah. You're the enemy. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, it's that big part. Now, lots more to discuss with you, including your stance on my buddy Mayor Eric Adams' new homeless deal. We'll also talk about Madonna. We'll talk about Bo Deedle, Godfather of Harlem. Absolutely. All that good stuff. More with Janaya Butler right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning with the Beastie Boys. We'll be right back. Run DMC, what Beastie Boys? Run DMC, I said Beastie Boys. Oh, was kind of curly. Went to a house and bust her out. I had to leave real early. These girls are really sleazy. All they just say is please me. Or spend some time and rock around. I said it's not that easy.
This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Up with it, girl. Rock with it, girl. Show them it, girl. With a bang, bang. Bunks with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it, girl. With a bang, bang. Come on, come on. Turn the radio on. It's Friday night and I won't be long. Gotta do my hair. Put my makeup on. It's Friday night and I won't be long. Till I hit the dance Hit the dance You know, it's funny. We played those Nikki Haley comments earlier, teasing the run for president. You know, today is actually Nikki Haley's birthday. <laughs> today. She's uh, 51 years old today. I think Joe Biden actually sang her happy birthday, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and uh, 15 years ago today, we got our first glimpse of Breaking Bad on AMC. That was uh, 15 years ago today. Great show. Yep. Janae Butler back in studio with me and Andrew now. Uh, Eric Adams, the mayor. Yeah. You know him and I become pretty good friends. That's great. Yes. And I think he's, um, he's going to do a good job. I do. I think uh, year two is going to be a very good year for him. And he is starting to do the right things, calling out the right people when it comes to the border, the southern border, and trying to fix the fair reform issue here. But um, the homeless, which you deal with in big numbers up mm-hmm. uh, up in Harlem, what do you think of his plan? And uh, Why are you shaking your head like that? Well, because I, I think it's no plan. I think that, you know, he started off, you know, saying that the NYPD, you know, could kind of just, you know, pick people up if they thought they were mentally ill. That's pretty much everybody, right? Just pick people up. And then now, you know, kind of backtracked on that and then said, now, well, we'll give them a bench. We'll give them a warrant, uh, a ticket. And if they don't show up, then we'll pick them up. So it's the same thing. And see, that's that's the problem. So you know that they're not going to show up. You know, you know, they're still going to be on the street. And it just doesn't solve the homeless problem. And see, I've worked in homeless services for years. Um, I worked with BRC and um, the Doe Fund, which are great two great programs and there was programming, you know, and there's, and so all I'm saying is let's figure out what's really happening because we had everybody off the streets under the Bloomberg administration. We had everybody, you know, really moving towards getting the homeless off the street. And then all of a sudden everybody's just back out on the street. What happened? Well, what happened was the Blasio. That's what happened. Well, so now you're bringing Eric Adams and you're asking this mayor Mm -hmm. in one year, to fix a mess that went on for eight years, okay. lawlessness, homeless, and even Rudy Giuliani admitted to me last week, I couldn't do it, well, not laws, in one year. And the laws changed. The laws are different than they were in the 1990s where you actually could move homeless people off the street Drag a lot them off easier the subway way. and throw them into and whatever so, you want. And so certainly it is more challenging, but still, it, there is a solution to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think right now the mayor, while he is talking a good game, we've yet to see the results. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a matter of he's only one year in at this point. Um, but I'm still waiting on it right here. And and to me, I just hope I'm not waiting more and more. I hope he didn't use his year where he had maximum leverage, which was his first year, uh, and waste it. I hope that we'll actually see some of these results and what she talks about in these press conferences. What would you do? What's that? What would you do? I would continue to make sure that I have a police presence on the subways. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh, by the way, by the way, I, I could tell you this. I went to the garden last night to watch the Ranger game, and there were three or four cops at every station. At Just this morning, at a quarter to five, coming here from 33rd and Park, two stops, four cops right. on my subway platform. So if you're looking for more cops on the subway station, take it from a guy that takes a subway every day, we've got him. 
I mean, I, I took the subway when de Blasio was mayor. I didn't see one cop for days. Mm-hmm. I'm already seeing many more cops. So if you want that, you're getting that. Well, that's okay. good. But he needs to actually make sure that those cops can actually get them off of the subways. There's no reason why they should actually be on the platforms where you can, if you are mentally deranged, you have issues, or you're addicted to drugs, can actually shove somebody. Actually, as a matter of fact, coming into work today, I had a guy who put his hand on me. It wasn't much. I mean, he shoved me just to the side. Really? But I saw him coming. Yeah, I was walking oh, over God. past the one train there. I was going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. He was coming up, and I see this guy is all messed up. He was on something. Yeah. And I see him kind of lunge toward me, and he got his hand on my shoulder, and I just kind of pushed his hand well, off. What train was this? There. What number is this? This was 5 a.m. No, what train number? The this one? Was, this is the one, two, The three. one train, yeah. Yeah, one wow. train. Wow. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm um, talking about Harlem and the homeless. You, uh, you've been watching Godfather of Harlem. Yeah, Now, yeah. you know that Bo Deedle was in Gravesend with me and the Gemini Lounge TV show and a movie that are coming out both next month. I'm in both. Right. He's a big-time actor. He's mm-hmm. a real deal. But he's always telling me how great Godfather of Harlem is. Have you, have you never watched the series? Never watched it. Uh, I won't watch you it until totally he asks me to be to. in it. I got to be in it. Okay, well, you, you, you should be in it. Actually, you should be in it. Like, you should definitely be cast in it. But I was watching it. Um, I was watching the premiere last week, and I seen Bo. I was like, look yeah. at Bo. He's, yeah. up he's got a big role. Yeah, no, he's not. Like Forrest Whitaker's in that. And, yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker. I love Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it's about it's about Harlem. I think back in, like, um, I forget the the exact um era but 60s, Adam, I think, right? yeah the um and so it was when bumpy johnson yeah, was like yeah. you know the, they had the five families yeah. you know and then you had the one black family the bumpy johnson out of harlem and he's protecting harlem with the numbers and the drug rings and everything and really tells a great story of really of how harlem was built but how harlem was once a really solid community that depended on itself yeah and really you know you had adam Clayton Powell, yep. um, who was working with the president and trying to get the drugs off the street. So Do Malcolm you live in X, now? I don't live in Harlem. Okay. I lived in Harlem since um, I, I moved to Harlem in '98. I moved out in um, okay. 2000. Well, you know who 15. lived in Harlem most of his life as a kid? Who's that? John Katzmatis. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's, right. that's yeah. how we actually connected. Because I was like, "You're a Harlem guy. What's up?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> Just you like that. that sign, yes. really. <laughs> 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 no, no, the show's supposed to be great, and it is a, a great community. What do you want to talk to us about Madonna about? What happened with Madonna? Well, I thought that it was so crazy that Madonna has been accused of sex tracks sex trafficking in Malawi and Africa and you know so my big thing was like in the black community we look at you know white folks who adopt black kids and this is the thought that happens and so there's a lot it's like she adopted a black son right and you know like Angelina Jolie did the same thing yeah absolutely she's got like nine black kids yeah and so (laughs) and that's the part that we always look at and saying well what are you doing with the black kids Wait, wait, right? wait, 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 you get upset? Not you, not but... upset. But, yeah, yeah, but black people get upset. what are you doing? But, no, it's not upsetting. Well, then you go like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I'm trying to help. This, no, this, well, this is what we say, but then when we turn around and now Madonna's accused of sex trafficking black children, yeah. right, through her, um, through her, she's got a foundation and everything like that, so there's a lot of things happening, a lot of, like, ill-fated things happening, yeah. so this is the, this is when like when you say we get so upset this is why we're this is well, what we're like on the borderline about you gotta be careful though because now white people 
are going to think twice about adopting black kids because of these types of things. Because Madonna's been sex trafficking yes. kids. No, I mean, but just because <laughs> people are saying she did it. It's kind of like, you know, like, like, like men today mm-hmm. are not going to hire a beautiful woman anymore. They're going to stop because, God mm-hmm. forbid, you say, hey, you look nice today. And you're going to be called into HR in 15 minutes. That's how Macedonia I'm serious. <laughs> you, you know, you got to be careful when you're a minority not to put so much pressure on the majority that they're afraid to be around you or do stuff for you. Does that make sense? I, I 100%. Not, yeah. You know, like you want to support it, right? You know, and nobody really said anything for a long time. Like her son is like maybe like 15, maybe like 15 or 16 years old. And she's hanging out with him and he's in skirts. Now, <laughs> you know, so, so that's okay, right? Yeah. Janae Butler, everybody. She's an absolute treasure. I love her. You'll come back again in a couple of weeks. She's so good. Uh, you can find Janaya Butler on the internet. What is your Instagram account again? Uh, Jania Butler. So J-I-N-E-E-A Butler. Just simple. Thank you, sweetheart. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com.